Welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the 40k Spy Center. With me, John, Tom, and Logan. Logan. Hey. Hi, Logan. Hi, Tom. Hi, John. Hello. Hello. How is everyone? What up? What up? What up indeed? I just realized <laughs> I thought I hadn't started the stream, uh, but I have started the stream. Yeah, <laughs> you're okay. Definitely you're absolutely have. fine. We're all good. We're all good. So the... Everything is fine, unlike 40k. Oof. Oof. Okay, strong start. <laughs> so the gang is here for the last of the spy centers of 2021. Saying goodbye to 2021. Um, and we've got 2022 coming up. But it's a pretty huge day uh, because we get to talk about two mm. major topics in the 40k world. Six-month uh, seasons and Tau gun lines. Uh, both of which have caused zero issues on the internet. But before we get started, Absolutely none. let's find out how the crew are doing john how you doing uh i yeah i'm all right i'm i played a uh a beautiful game of curse city yesterday so i'm i'm loving life right now okay you actually played curse city it's actually all right okay. pretty fun it's the first time you played it uh <laughs> second second time wow okay yeah. all right and it, and it's fun i enjoyed it but it might have been the uh four or five pints of beer i had at the same time nice okay good maybe start. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, Tom, hello, how are you? Hey, I'm actually really good, mate. I had a great Christmas. Thank you for, for asking. I hope you all had a lovely Christmas as well. Um, I've actually had quite a busy hobby week, to be honest. Uh, I didn't really think about it until I was prepping for this show. Uh, I'm still painting this bastion. Um, this has taken me far longer than it probably should have done. Yeah. Um, but I have managed to get some of some spray painting done. I've got my deaf company, Storm Raven sprayed up Whoa. ready to ready to get painted because i'm starting to work through my shelves now yep. all my tyranids the big griblies uh ready for that crusher stampede all based so i need to spray them white when it stops being incredibly windy and rainy in the, in the north and i installed some lighting Whoa. in one of my cabinets oh yeah Whoa. yeah okay now hydro homies won't appreciate this but uh what i've got here is i can change the colors my lighting nice okay yeah let's have a red one there we go and if i set it to music mode oh, it will flash as i talk no way it's really cool look at that amazing stuff That's there it is weird i'm gonna turn that back off now you're weird yeah uh, i've also got three more packs so i can do this throughout throughout the hobby man cave okay okay and that's going to look really, really nice. I'm really pleased with that. That's going to be good. And, Rob, I played a game yesterday. What? A game um, of 40k? I did. It was a chill game with my mate Ratnu, where I took a Stomper and Gasgol, and both were dead by turn two. Oh. Um, that's oh, okay. No, take, it's all right. You didn't take three Custodies, Dreadnoughts, and two full payload Manticores, then? You mean five game. Custodies, Dreadnoughts? <laughs> five Custodies, Dreadnoughts. Uh, oh. nah, he's, he was back from uni and we were just having a chill game. He's got a really cool army, actually. When he's getting painted up, he's going to take it to some events, I think, as well. Um, so he had this Chaos army that was all like vehicles, chariots, or monsters. So he had Skull Cannons, Defilers, Soul Grinders, um, Venom Crawlers, a Disco Lord, and a Corn Lord of Skulls. And that was his entire army. And I thought it was really cool. So yeah, he was, he was running that uh, yesterday. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, I've uh, had a good week of uh, 40k, mate. How do you do? Oh, fantastic! I'm great, thank you. I'm still on the painting yeah. train. Did you have a good Christmas? Uh, I had a lovely Christmas. I just ate lots of food with the girlfriend. Perfect. Thank you. Yep, yep. Um, uh, so that was really fun. And then I've just been on the painting train. I'm seeing the end of, or I'm close to the end of my 
20 beast snaggers which kind of they were kind of like my trial um learning the techniques before i went on to do the um squig hog boys because i wanted to try and make sure i got the techniques down so they were good enough for the squig hog boys learned a few things i think i mm. watered down some of the paints a little bit too much others i think i didn't water down enough so then um and i still think they look pretty good i'm pretty happy with them i was trying to show the uh the twitch chat uh thanks to capable bob for subscribing so there's Lovely a stuff. thank you bob there's an orc if you guys can see him uh so he's my he's my knob for the squad uh, which is, I'm quite happy with. Uh, it's always yeah, it what I find a little bit daunting is you always, uh, whenever you paint black, because you always undercoat black, black just sometimes doesn't look done, if that makes mm. sense. You kind of look at it and you think, oh, you haven't painted that. Because yeah. anyway, anyway. Pretty, it's kind of like how, one of the reasons why I did the Eldar with the uh, orange highlights, the red to orange highlights, because it makes the black like, pop a little bit more and it makes you feel like it's more done. So Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm really happy with them. They're really good. Uh, so, like, uh, I'm chuffed. And then I'm just working through my Squig Hog Boys while we do the show today. And then I'm not going to be, oh, I don't know, hoping for the end of January. I've set myself a soft goal for my entire 2,000-point Orc army done, tabletop ready, so I can go play events if, and we probably won't be, but if we're allowed to play. Um, because yeah. then that, that sets me up for the year, which is quite nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks for asking. If we're allowed to and it's sensible. Yeah, of course. Logan. How are you? Talking about talking about. I know you've been painting. What up, bro? <laughs> How you been? I've been painting. Um, I have I have zero completed models, so um, nothing nothing much to to write home about. But I have at least put paint on models, so mm, uh, yes. it's moving. It's moving. My twenty Vanguard veterans will definitely be ready for the day. Uh, of their demise in the chapter approved but hopefully in six months time i'll be able to use them again or three months time you never know <laughs> Who three, knows? three or six you honestly don't i think this stage. i think i will rather than you know uh, actually put the effort into getting you know new models done after i do this army i'm going to put all my effort into signing up as multiple different accounts and complaining online i think uh, that'll yes. be a, a more useful a true uh, warhammer hobby way to spend my time exactly yeah mm. so uh yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna complain my army back into favor uh, <laughs> so that i'm able to play it, it yeah. rather than rather than painting more miniatures that's what i'm gonna do okay that seems super fair um i'm really proud of you when you put the picture in i was like hype i was like yes logan because there is there is a team event next year that all four <clears throat> that all four of us would like to go to as a team I'm really keen for that to happen, which is why my head's kind of to the grindstone to make sure I can pull my army together um, and it be done, uh, which would be really exciting. Logan, it'd be fucking hype if you're with us. That'd be like a fucking wicked weekend if we could do it. So I was excited, really excited. Yeah. So keep it up, bro. Super Just happy. Just don't put me into any towel. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the towel, mate. I'll be fine. Uh, I'll try right. not to. I'll try not to. Uh, all right. So um, the subject of today's show is: you have a nice Christmas. Can I ask about that? Me? Yeah, yeah my Christmas is delightful. Oh, um, good. Family time. It's nice. Lots of food. Not a lot of movement. Um, I went back to the gym for the first time today, and it hurt tremendously. So uh, yeah, school is here. It's good. good. Nice, yeah. peaceful. Yeah, nice and peaceful. Can't complain. It's what 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 Christmas is about: eating too much food and being around your family. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I agree. Uh, we'll start off with some news, um, if that's cool with you guys. Now, uh, this isn't a maybe this isn't 
big news to you, but it's it's pretty massive to me. So I'm going to kind of show you guys uh, now. Um, you guys still got the yeah yeah it's still there. So um, there it is. Uh, Belgium, Belgium have announced so oh, WTC next year, right? Logan, this is this is I'm so happy you're here to ask you about this. Big deal, team logos, right? In uh, I suppose maybe in Street Fighter, are there teams? Are there teams? Uh, there's organizations that exist and um yeah they 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 operate loosely in teams um it's a singles game predominantly but there is a there is a team league that happens as like a side event yes oh well well this is the most exciting thing so belgium have put their their new logo out for 2022 the fresh drop i think is the way we describe it um and it look number one it looks pro as shit so love that and it says it's a t-sports team and I had a little cry when I saw that. I, I did like, a little dance. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's hype. Uh, you, should, so, you should message Adriani after this and just say. I might do. I might do. I might just life. say. Yeah, but yeah. that's dope, right? Well, like, bless you, Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll message him yeah, and I'll just say, look, this is great. It's just cool. It's just cool. I, I, I'm excited to see all of the teams have their team logos for next year. Much easier to put in videos. Are you going to be upset that they're all going to be wearing sports gear, though? That's fine. I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide. As so long as it says T-Sports gear on it, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sponsors on their arms. Like... Yeah, of course. I, just yeah, like I can't to see wait more... to see how many crypto sponsorships what? are going to be in for next year. Oh, my God. Yes. 100%. Bring it. Bring it all in. All of that. All of that People fake nonsense that's killing the world. On their arm, like the Watford goalkeeper, just, you know, awful <laughs> Absolutely. Stuff. Let me ask you, let yeah. me ask you, Rob. Yeah, would yeah. you prefer this logo to be, um, you know, stylishly placed on the breast, like a, a team crest? Oh, nice. Um, or yeah. as an enormous graphic printed on the front of the faux sports material nah, jersey? No, nah, no, nah, um, uh, crest. Crest on the, above the crest. Yeah. And also, I like, think we'll see oh, on, after you. a lot of enormous, vulgar, huge logos um, going yeah. forward. I think. Yeah, yeah, you get a lot of that with wargaming t-shirts, don't you? The only thing I'm saying yeah. is, the only thing I'm saying is, um, <laughs> That's right, John. It's, uh, what my graphic designer who is part of the Belgian community. Uh, people should hit Tom if they want similar. Oh yes, if you do, Tom Adriani. He's on most competitive Facebook pages tom adriani you'll see him posting quite oh, a bit man. uh neil and also neil merry christmas i hope you're well um has said that the designer is bel belgish that's not right um, Belgian. Yeah. <laughs> thank you uh he uh so if you want to hit him up uh, to get something similar it was just nice seeing more teams uh yeah. have logos i just thought i'd point that out because i thought uh it'd be good for what it's worth, if you haven't been to the WTC before, uh, if your jersey looks sick, there is a, a premium demand for said jersey. Okay, when I was last there, lots of people wanted the Welsh jersey because it looked awesome. Uh, but if your jersey looks like a pile of crap, people will probably won't want to trade for it as much unless we had a really nice game against you. So um, yeah, get yourself a nice looking jersey and uh, get some good trades. Get some good trades. I did not know that there was a. a surely, good surely market. you would be the opposite. You would you would not want a nice jersey um, because. You'd be trading for inferior jerseys, wouldn't you? In that point, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if the nicer your jersey, the more jerseys you have to choose from when it comes to trading. Do you? Oh, Tom, I see. Tom, yeah, question: so. Do you do you end up with uh, do you end up with multiple jerseys? Like, do you, like for your team, do you buy like? Oh, can I have? Yeah. Two? So I, I go out there with three jerseys. Okay. Um, I keep one for myself every time, um, and then I trade the other two uh, off for other jerseys. So last time I went out there, I came back with. An Italian jersey, 
That was fun. I can't remember what the other one was. I think it was a Swiss jersey. Yeah, a Swiss jersey. There you go. Um, I haven't got a ref jersey yet. Yeah, I think I need to get a ref jersey next time, yeah. And you can have a Leighton jersey on your wall, and that'll be sick. I'll be the pride of your household. I'd love a Leighton okay. jersey, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'd fucking pay good money for the a T-Sports jersey. jersey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Bring some T-Sports uh, <laughs> network jerseys. We Get should. Some we should. Uh, it'd be gross, though. Uh, it'd also only, be great advertising. If only I could... If, 20 if, out there. If fine. I get Logan in one, that's all I want. Like, that's that's my future, just doing the pose. It's okay. Just, uh, he'll actually be put okay it in a box. Put it in a box. So long as it's not a suit, he'll wear it. Put it in a box. But just write Supreme in crayon on the box, and it'll. Oh, he'll Logan, I've got, yeah. I've got something to show you after the show, mate. Me and Rob found a banger tweet, like. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ba- a banger esports pose. All right, listen. Let's dive I, into. I have the... to say though, by the way, just just before that, yeah. um, that I do actually collect my friends' uh, esports jerseys because it's cool when they get sponsored. So I have like a little collection of my friends. Oh, like replicas of their, their shirts. That's so sweet. What, what yeah. are the biggest orgs you've got jerseys for, Logan? The biggest orgs? Fighter. Yeah, what orgs are kind of in Street Fighter? Uh, not many. Um, they used really? to have Liquid. Surprised. Yeah. Yeah, Liquid used to have some players. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, what was Echo Fox was a, was a, yeah, a big was, org. They had, um, what's the name of that guy who was really good at every game he touches? Sonic Fox, yeah, that guy. Sonic Fox. Yeah, he yes. was on the roster, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good at basically everything they play. Um, I can't think of many big, big uh, mouse sports sponsors, my friend. Yep. Quite big in CSGO. Yeah, yeah. Um, they sponsor my friend Problem X, who's one of the best players in the world. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really know who the big orgs are. Like, there's no, like, G2. It's normally, it's normally companies that sponsor people. So, like, oh, Red okay. Bull cool. sponsor yeah. people. Razor sponsor people, yeah. Monster sponsor people, uh, rather than actual. So the, orgs, the sponsors go directly to the players rather than uh, the sponsors yeah. going to the orgs, and the orgs going to the players. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, good stuff. Exactly, right exactly. because it's not team based game anyway, so they don't mm-hmm. really pick up. Like it's just yeah. one offs, right? So uh, yeah, 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 good call. Normally, it's normally normally they're just going straight to them. Yeah. Well, talking about sports, which are normally found in seasons. Fuck. Oh. Da, 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 da. That was brilliant. Ba, 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 I like that. Ba, 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 is um, uh, the first piece of news. The first piece of news. And that is... Uh, oh, no, that's the towel one. Uh, okay, we can, well, do, we do, we can spicy, do that later. Should we do spicy towel first? No, it's... you've got to do the seasons now, mate, because that segue was so clean. All right, perfect. Yeah. Well, I could just I could just fucking smash my way in with flat 10 damage. Uh, okay, right. So Warhammer 40,000. Mm. Seasons are going to change the way you conquer the galaxy. So, mm. as I understand it, there's lots to, there's lots to talk about here. But there, basically... There is a lot, yeah. Basically, every six months, we get a new chapter approved and a new season. That new season and new chapter approved is full of uh, new missions, new secondaries, maybe not completely new, maybe not completely new of both, um, but like maybe updated, new slash updated missions and secondaries. Um, maybe we'll see, uh, like in Age of Sigmar, I don't know if you guys have seen this, um, uh, they've, they've started to change uh what models really are the primary like so you know how so you know how you have objective obscured in for uh, obscured objective secured in 40k 
yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So in Age of Sigmar, they've changed it around so that monsters do something uh, more. Yeah. Uh, and as I understand it, the next GHB is actually going to be elites. Although you, we don't have the same Force Org chart, there are unit types called elite. Um, so that'll be the next GHB. Uh, so like they're they're moving it around, so they kind of change. And a different the realm as well, right? Uh, yeah, it kind of is a side. Because that's like the missions, isn't it? The missions are kind of themed around that. Yeah, but that's just the missions. Like, I wouldn't throw that in there. I would just say no. that the important point is the unit type um, is more <laughs> dominant. Let's say uh basically and maybe we'll maybe we'll end mm. up seeing uh seeing that in this so basically six month seasons uh with uh, a promise of three month uh errata so we'll have uh, we'll have a, a chapter approved uh a data slate a chapter approved uh data slate chapter approved will be the the course of a year so every six months uh this comes okay. in the form of a book i think i don't know if the war zones yeah. wait go on so go on, John. a war zone book we've already had two batches of those so it's a hardcover book for thirty to thirty-five pounds. Yeah, one of these. Okay, so is this the book? Do you need this book to for the start of the season? Technically, no. I uh, don't. Everyone think. will need to get. Oh no, not this one. That's the, you need that's, chapter proof. Yeah. Logan, yeah, I know yeah, we've got a habit that's... of buying every single book, but uh, the yeah. general population doesn't need to buy it. But, uh, I mean, you will you will need that book if you want to use any of the rules in it, uh, yeah. because yeah. you'll have to bring it with you to the event, of course, yeah. physically. Or just rip two pages uh, out. No, of the never, images. never. Just get a digital version. Yeah. But... Which you can't do. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the chapter the chapter approved, though. Um, yeah. The chapter approved is an interesting one because we'll be in a situation where the chapter approved will be less up to date than the balance patch data slate that came out three months before it due to manufacturing timelines. Yes, that's true. Um, like, Which is hilarious to me. I hadn't thought about that at all. Like, completely. Current. That, was, that was my entire issue. Could you explain it. why? Um, Just for new people. So, if uh, we're off... Oh, you, you got Okay, that's fine. I'll do it. Um, if we're operating under the assumption that this thing takes six months to print and ship to stores, uh, you would be sending it to print uh, just as the previous one is releasing. Um, so you'd have uh, another big data slate balance patch, which means that the uh, points would change in that, and therefore you'd already sent this to print, and therefore points would already be out of date, right? Yep. Um, you'd also be teching for issues in the game but were occurring six to eight months before this book would release, right? Yep. And if that's the case, um, I don't think this can do anything good. However, I would be surprised if this can be something that's reactive and can be sent to print as 10 weeks before it's meant to be at stores, mm -hmm. yeah. then it's. I think the issues with it go way down. Um, now, the question is, am I willing to give a possibility that that's what they might be doing? If yes, then I think... It, we can have a different conversation. If it is definitely really going to printers six to eight months before um, yeah. it's meant to be released, I see no way this can be good. Um, but I would suspect that they are finding solutions to this before sending it out. Because we've already seen in the past uh, a chapter proof come out and the points already be out of date. Um, if they're going to be releasing yeah. this uh, before the next chapter approved or sending it to print before the next chapter approved is out, and before the uh, quarterly balance slate is out, um, I think they'd be mad. So I don't think that's what they're going to be doing. Is there... So the potential here is that because this is not going to be a glossy, mm -hmm. paged, 
hardcover mm-hmm. book, they could theoretically have it print a lot more locally. Yeah. Um, yes. But even then, exactly. Yeah. White Dwarf is still printed three months in advance, right? So it it is it is, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's what we're doing with this because I think they ch- didn't they change printers for the next last chapter approved because it came, that's why it didn't have the ring binds. Binding. Yeah. And also, didn't they also have local? <clears throat> I, I heard somewhere that they had localized printers for data cards. Um, some, something. So a lot of the promotional materials are printed mm. in the UK. So when yeah. that game Underworlds that no one plays, when they do yeah. all the promotional cards and all that extra bits mm-hmm. and. The, the, yeah. anything that's cardboard based was being printed by yeah something in F- pickling i think they're called so it's yeah. a, a company that's not that far down the road from our, either yeah so and uh, if if we are if you're looking at the, the global supply issues and you're looking at you know the pandemic i wouldn't i would think it a prudent move to acquire the services of local printing services in each country that would allow you to send something like this to print much closer to the release date that you intend than you otherwise would do yeah. if you were sending it off to china uh, in which case i think that this has far more room to be reactive and a good thing for the game. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other issues to talk about. It's not just the timing thing. There's also a lot of issues around rules blur as well. But if we just ignore them for a sec, we'll come to that in a bit. Um, if we're just talking about a reactive um, change uh, to things like points and what have you, I think this is fine uh, because it means that you're able to keep up with the... Um, current points that you've released in previous data slate patches you're not trying to fix something that was an issue six to eight months ago you're trying to fix something that was an issue two months ago at most um then that's prudent in addition so it's not just the points changes that we're getting in this book the thing we're getting is the um mission changes right and one of the things we've been saying for the last couple of years since ninth edition uh, released um was that the missions tend to get boring as is the case of itc yeah. missions we're saying the same thing uh, changing them every single six months um will help the game keep fresh even if it's not massive changes just tweaks is absolutely fine um i'd rather it be just tweaks rather than complete overhauls uh the current chapter proves i think the tweaks are absolutely fine um maybe i'm being a little bit too you know optimistic with this but i'd rather be optimistic and then be let down and then criticize them for letting the the side down and, and messing something up afterwards then immediately assume it's going to be crap and then you know just not having anything to say when it is or you know yeah, overblowing think, it when it's not i think that's fair uh, talking about print lag because logan brought it up john you got any thoughts about mm-hmm. print lag before we move on because i think that's a good topic to i think we've done that well as well unless logan you've got more thoughts on on print lag being an issue I'll let john go first um <laughs> so, t- so to me like it feels like a, a quite a simple fix the whole print lag thing was obviously because they're, they're printing a lot of stuff in china because of the cost and that cost isn't as much of a saving anymore and it was always about that you could just take your time and printing in the uk you could do it a month out if you get the slots booked in so as long as they've got a, a, a print especially something digitally printed rather than it being live printed there's the potential that they can get that turnaround i still think the biggest problem is that they are printing the points that is the weak link to me. Like, they could the missions don't feel quite as time sensitive as the points. Mm. But why print the points? It should be a code that adds them to the app or something. If, if they want to make it something you have to buy, do it as a code. Well, I think I think I think Tom uh, John's hit the 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 nail on the head. I think I think mm. maybe the the big issue that Logan's brought up. Um, and again, we've said it time and time yeah. and time and time and time again. Uh, that print lag is an issue. Uh, uh, Tom, I absolutely respect your um, no, uh, your your position in being confident uh, until we see something different. Uh, but truthfully, 
uh, I, I I see no indication of anything in the past that has led me to think that this will be anything other than a lag uh, leading to uh, like like it's just it's just going to be out of date. At, like because they've done it multiple well, times. They've done it multiple times, and and we have the the world has global mm-hmm. supply chain issues, and they've decided yes, to, and they've decided and paper to, shortages and paper shortages, and they've decided to bring down their like uh, effectively like major changes to six month periods mm-hmm. as opposed to yearly periods, which they yeah. already struggled with, right? Um, yeah. Just just before Logan goes very quickly, can I just make a quick point on that? Yeah. If you're right on the on the uh, production thing and they haven't changed a thing, I would 100 percent agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But the fact is, I just simply don't know because I'm not inside the company. And it's a good I don't point. know, and I haven't heard anything. If they have fixed the production issues, this will be, or they've got a solution for this to make it more reactive. This could be quite good. Um, if they haven't, it will be a shit show. And right. I said the same on Twitter. Um, so I don't disagree with you at all. It's well, we should find out pretty quickly before. because they're going to be obviously publishing their um, shareholders report yeah, in a yeah. couple of months. So mm. we should be able to yeah. find out exactly where everything is getting done and manufactured mm. from um, amongst mm. all of the lies and nonsense are in mm. those yeah. oh, shareholders reports. <laughs> um, the, the bump, um, yes. Yeah, I got yeah. a question. I got uh, a question. Um, like uh, Logan, like let's say that there's there's two versions. So there's the the worst case version, which is six months behind, and a, a best case version where it's done in ten weeks, which still seems uh, not that reactive, uh, personally compared to digital. But whatever. Um, do you think? Do you think in the best case version, uh, it's good? Like overall, Have you got any thoughts on that? Just um, no, I don't issue. think. Um... I don't think doing this in physical medium is good overall at any point. It's just what's the least worst. Um, the least worst is obviously the least leading time and it being as close to relevant as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also something that I've not heard a lot of people um, talk about is when you tie yourself in to um, hard and fast schedules like this and seasons and what have you you run the danger of making arbitrary changes that don't need to be made um Mm. just for the sake of filling up a 30 pound book um you know we need to justify selling these missions so we're going to have to actually change these missions that might not need changing um we need to justify making these points changes because we're charging for them um, so we're going to have to actually change a lot of the points that maybe maybe they don't need changing. Maybe they do. Um, but when you force yourself to do it because you've tied yourself into not only this timeline, but this format where you need to sell them. Um, I'm concerned about that. If it's a situation where we're cycling in, you know, we cycle in three new missions and we lose three missions. Um, again, it's minimal minimal impact we tweak a few of the missions uh, tweak a few of the secondaries maybe add some more secondaries in so that there's more play for different archetypes um mm. from looking at the data in what armies look like um as they have done in this instance because we're looking at loads of cheap single model characters we're looking at loads of one two three model units that can do actions um and they've obviously made changes according to that that's not how they want people playing the game that's fine but I worry that we tie ourselves into arbitrary changes for the sake of selling a book, um, which may not be beneficial. 
that's a great point yeah like does it even need changing i mean like it does need changing because they never really it always needs yeah. changing there's always a complaint mm. because there's always a, a faction that has a really subpar win rate or there's always some factions who have a completely bonkers win rate so like and it all and also the internal balance is always whack so everything always needs changing because really it's never done well um so like they've they've put themselves in a like a, a, like they put themselves in a paradigm where changing is always good because there's always something fucking fuck to change which makes sense um and that, that's a good point i hadn't thought about that either uh which is good i obviously would like it all to be just digital and available online and yeah. like absolutely nothing in in book form i would like i'd like to say i would quite like books that i could buy that have the pictures and the story i i, I would buy that comfortably yeah uh personally but that's a side note that's for this, me. this takes me to a, th a thing i came up with earlier rob yeah. so remember in seventh edition and to some extent, when you buy the Command Edition for 40k now, yeah. you got a mini rule book that was just the rules. Yes. So imagine if they wanted to do a physical book with a digital code to get it in the app, why not just do an A5 copy of it with just the data sheets and the rules and go, here you go, here's just the core bit for you guys, and then do a nice big plush premium book mm. for people that want all the other fluffy stuff. Yeah, because then, yeah, that because way, then you can just get rid of the... So, um... yeah. The collector's edition books and they become your collector's edition yeah. books mm. um and then you've got a manageable book you can carry because that little book you just put it in your army case and it's it's not a big hardcover book right again the the other problem that we have and we've spoken about this repeatedly is that their their method of delivering digital rules is not fit for purpose either because <laughs> you don't you don't firstly you don't get all the rules true. um you know if i if i wanted to go to a tournament with, with with Drew Kari, yeah. uh, and I show up to the tournament with my with my Warhammer app subscription that I've got with my code, and I'm like, right, uh, I'm going to take um, Herd the Prey secondary. All right, what does that do? You can't find it because the secondaries are not in the app. Um, wow, wow. There's loads of stuff that is really hard to find. It's it's really indexed poorly, and I don't see a reason why you cannot just let me, with my code, access a PDF version of that A5 thing that, that Scrivo is talking about. Yeah. Just let me download the rules with my code. That's all I want. Just let me download the rules. You have the PDF file there. Mm. Make all the things linkable. Put put the HTML in there so I can link through to everything. I'll have it on my on my on my iPad. That's when I'll be happy with people turning up with digital versions of their rules. That's that's when I, I won't mind. Oh. Um, but until then, bring your fucking books. Um, but <laughs> yeah, man, like it's it's really just not, the delivery of it is not fit for purpose, and that makes it another big problem because we've got a, a physical um, delivery system that doesn't work, mm. a digital delivery system that doesn't work. Uh, and a game that, you know, clearly needs a lot of care and attention from people that either are not interested in giving it that care and attention at that level um, or are unable to pass the data that they do have or speak to the people that would be able to tell them uh, what changes need to be made. And that's that's concerning for me. But them doing more things is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But those more things, we have zero guarantee that those more things are going to be good or beneficial to anyone. Yeah. Which is, which is what you said you haven't got we, the, you yeah. haven't got any data that would uh, yeah. you can hope that it's going to be fine. 
I mean, with, with the passing of the data thing, I think in a couple of instances, we can see clear examples of them actually talking to the people who'd know, right? Uh, for example, the admec changes I thought were great. Um, but equally on the same side in that exact same document, the Drakari changes work. So I think there's, yeah. the intent is there, but there was a breakdown somewhere with what earth advice was give, being given to them on Drakari. I very much feel like it, it's, it's potluck. Um, you yeah. know, when a book comes out really, really strong, a book comes out, it's really mm -hmm. shit. A book comes out, it's got great internal balance. A book comes out, it's only got two viable units. I mm -hmm. honestly just think it's just potluck because yep. they just don't know how to, they don't know how to write rules to that level of control. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're not working enough with the feedback of the people that are able to give them the, the, the play testing, uh, analysis that clearly, clearly a lot of these things will show up within mm. three days of having books in hands because they do mm. you know yeah. and it's not like it's not like it's not like um you know league or dota player base where it's like there's no way you could possibly test the game in as much depth as the millions of people playing it all around the world no there's 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 potentially i mean let's be honest about 400 serious competitive tournament players worldwide that are actually going to give you any decent feedback everyone else is yeah. just there for a, a couple of drinks and a, a, a fun that, time if that yeah i think, you know, I'm, I I'm think being it would get into double digits for people who could actually provide you the, the actual <laughs> well, proper feedback like, that would be yeah. required system, so, system mastery is so if you have difficult. if you have a team of play testers that's meant to be double digits you should you should be able to pick up things the correct people that are poor in the book mm -hmm. straight away that yeah, i don't should. understand how books are shipping with rules as bad as they are rules as broken as they are rules that don't work as you think they should do um force organization mechanics or multiple buffs that clearly don't stack properly um these things are all really really obvious because we see them day one when they come we out. literally had this last week with the uh, crusher stampede i know it's white dwarf but Plus one well, to damage rolls rather than plus one damage. So to to, to cycle on to the next yeah. point uh, yeah. through yeah. through a medium, I think one of the things and hello everyone in the chat and also like to point out that I think uh, Shelflothe is making the point that change is fairly good just to at least shake up the meta, which I think is quite nice. Depend like that's a generally we agree we would like to see changes. Um, is uh, that everything Lo to Logan's point and to your point as well, Tom? Everything they do is a minimal viable product. Like we don't get a quality product that's super important like a good example of this would be the reduction mm. in, so the increase in price in codexes but the reduction in how much narrative you get we'll ignore yeah. the rules although we're a rules crew yeah. we like rules that was a five pound increase rob yeah so since a, the last edition yeah so five pound increase for less narrative so we get less story and narrative is fairly important. i have noticed that they put a lot more um astro maps in these books it's a really really cheeky way of filling up the book yes. as well yeah yeah i agree so i think i think i personally would like to say that i think the codex quality is down i feel um like and i'm very it's okay i'm very conscious very conscious of people like i'm very conscious of being the sort of person but i think i think you would at least want a 50 50 split and you at least want some really concise narrative. And we all know that the narrative in Psychic mm. Awakening was, was truly shit. Um, but this brings us on to I a point. I didn't read that. I don't know. Well, <laughs> this, don't. So this is the point that I'd like to get up to. That like, uh, Would you say it's unfair to me to say that everything that they do, other than the miniatures, is a minimal viable product? What do you guys think? No. 
I, th- I think they're putting a lot more effort in it. Like, I was there during like 6th edition, 7th edition, where they literally stopped producing FAQs and people were still buying and it was still fine. And I enjoyed it. So you think, you think the minimal viable FAQs. product is just a book, no FAQ, no communication with anyone? Yeah, it was fine. I bought it. That's, that's how it the rest of good, like... the community are <laughs> well, used to as well. Like, I don't think that they're doing the bare minimum because they've done even less than this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all and right. You, you get rule sets, Rob, hmm. that have been out 20 years yeah, I, I, I that think, don't get I think Rob... Hmm. Historical games do anyway. Yeah, I think I think they're in a position where what they're doing is in the realms of apathy, which is worse than being bad. Um, you know, it's it's not bare minimum, but it's meh. You know, uh, and when something's meh, then that's when people kind of lose interest, yeah. which is concerning for me. Um, because you know, I I see a lot of people that are starting to say, you know, the game's a bit boring. The game's been, you know, reduced to the <coughs> sorry, reduced to these concepts. <coughs> wow. Okay, are you okay, bro? Got <laughs> <laughs> to die live on stream. Crikey, someone's cast a curse on me. <laughs> oh dear me. Um, yeah, you know, we're seeing uh, a lot of repetition of um, uh, rules mechanics. Mm. which I think everyone's kind of bored of. Um, the factions are losing a lot of their uniqueness in terms of rules mechanics. There's there's great kind of uh, representation, but the mechanics seem to be really, really homogenized, yet Agreed. we've moved yeah. away from a universal special rules system that would make things a lot easier to comprehend. So it's like a lot of moving parts. Neil made a point in the chat, actually, that he said um, he didn't agree that they couldn't write good rules. The rules writers are more focused on their idea of a rule of call than they are making a, a balanced or, or good rule set. And I think that that's concerning as well um, because there's nothing, there's nothing stopping you from having cool rules mechanics that also work as they're supposed to. And for me, the thing that disqualifies that idea of the rules writers are focused on having these cool rules. Everyone's getting the same fucking rules, man. Like, yeah. yeah, they're not they're not flexing. That's a great point. They're not like why why does um why does a faction that's meant to be like paper thin, super speedy raiders have the same mechanic that is the the you know the 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 key part of its gameplay now that Death Guard and uh, the Nid Monster Army of Renowned have makes no sense. What, what it it literally makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, you mean the, uh, the minus, minus one, one damage, the damage reduction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I understand talus. it all. Yeah. Oh, you know, thematically, they're they're big golem types. So what can we do to do that? Oh, let's give them minus one damage. Well, no, minus one damage was specifically your Death Guard thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was specifically your big monster thing. You you've just lazily slapped that on. I know, and we've seen that. Oh, here's the stratagem to give something obsec. Here's the stratagem to give something fall back and shoot or fall back and charge. Here's the stratagem to give something advance and charge. And you end up with armies like Drukari, Admech, that are super, super cheap. And they have a toolbox that lets them play however they want and get out of any situation. You don't really need to have uh, a great strategy. You need to be a great reactive mind. Uh, and then it just comes down to what's the best value in terms of units because everyone gets the same toolbox. And it, it, I feel it's it's poor rules writing. 
personally. Yeah, well, okay. So if we if we could if we could agree that it's not then the minimal viable product, but we think that the creativity is maybe lazy and not as as it once was, or <coughs> maybe it just has never reached yes. a particular level. Yeah, the narrative I feel is smaller, therefore less. Therefore, I feel like I'm not getting as much. Yeah, this brings us on to John's research and and what we've been looking at because we are being charged for a premium quality product. That's the really quintessential element because when we when we buy the books we don't buy anything to do with the miniatures miniatures are their own thing i buy a box of miniatures and we're charged for those things specifically as well and i'm specifically charged for those things okay so we judge them separately yeah the miniatures you enjoy do you think they're too much do you think they're too cheap or that you think they're perfect whatever okay they're separate they're their own thing there you go yeah yeah here we go um but the books, we are charged a premium for, I'm pretty certain. Uh, I think before you skink, thanks for d- gifting a gift sub. I hope you're all by- well, by the way. Twitch chat, love you all. Thanks for being here. Um, uh, so, John, you've done yeah. this research. Uh, talk to me. Oh, yeah, I suppose we could always just all, all order the third head box and play that. Um, yeah, that's I'm down. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Spoilers, Rob. It's not the box. It's just the spruce. They've just grabbed three moulds and gone... Here you go. We'll, we'll print these for you guys. All right, I'll good. Tell you what, let's just, I'll just bring the fifth edition rule book down. And we'll just play on stream. Well, great. So listen, uh, Utvich has just made a point because I think it's a good point before we talk about what J- I know yeah. John John is about to kick off, which is honestly, <laughs> they should just in, they should invest in narrative play where over, new overpower rules are not a problem and just update the match play rules for all factions at the start of an edition and make sure those are balanced. No. Okay. No. So we're no. paying, we're paying no. a premium. <laughs> we, we, we all kind of agree that the quality is on the whole lower and maybe less imaginative yeah and the company isn't in dire straits the company's making lots of money so john on to you how do how like what does it look like to be a 40k player now in this edition right so if you're going to play 40k mm-hmm. this is me just going with rrp so not going from a third party website if you want the rule book if you're just buying it straight off the shelf 40 quid that's just the rules to play the game mm-hmm not any way of playing your army the the core rules right just the core rules yep okay so then to then play an army another 30 pound if you're playing a sub faction that's another 1750 so straight off the bat that's 8750 just to play specifically i want to play blood angels that's the that's 8750 quid just to play that army okay you then take into consideration on top of that so if they're doing these seasons the same way as they've done the previous war zones we'll get two war zone books depending on the first one, which was £35, the other two were 30 So that's sick, up to si- almost 70 quid on that. Yep. The Crusade book, if you're just one of these all-inclusive guys, another 25 quid, And then chapter approved, 25 quid. So just to play, to buy the season's worth of books on top of your army books is 110 quid. Does that ex- 150 quid. That excludes the uh, Crusade book as well, doesn't yeah. it, right? Because no that, one's buying that. No, but that includes that just for sanity's sake of being all-encompassing. So essentially, to play so wait, so, a sub-faction so of so space it's So it's £110 every six months. Yeah, and then, to and se- then 87 quid for your army's books with the core rules. So 87 quid. So if we kind of ignore the core rules, what's the what's the what's what does that take me up to? So you're looking at kind of in the region hmm. of £160, £170 just on books. And then if I want to set up, if I want to set up, because I'm new, I'm spending an additional, I'm spending for the rule book. So you're yeah. talking 200 pounds. 200 quid. Yeah, 200 quid approximately. Just get, to play for that six month period. 
Okay. Because those books, essentially, if people are playing it on that cutting edge kind of competitive thing, people will only play that current season. Okay, so then, so then what will so right. then what so then uh, after six months, I have to spend how much for the next season? One hundred and ten quid again. One hundred. If you want to play pounds. a new army, right? No, just to play the the action, to get the season. No, that's books, just a two war zones. Books. So the two war zones, the crusade and chapter approved. Those four books that they release every six months is about one hundred and ten quid. One hundred and ten. Oh, we're releasing uh, the campaign books every six months as well. Yeah, because hmm. it's basically a war zone where you get yeah, the two books, a crusade book. And a kill team box without all the rules, but just two new kill teams as well. So there's that potential of so much extra spin-off just from this six-month period. Okay, so so it's going to cost me £110 per month to play 40k. Basically. Just to keep up. Just to keep up on the on the train. Just to, but that's, so on I, the, bought, go on. Yeah, Logan. I was just going to say on the positive side from that, we are at least getting the storyline progressing. Um, we are at least getting um, interesting new ways to play factions that are not going to get a new book for a, you know a, a, a period of time, or you know ways in which uh, you can play books that have come out in different ways as well. Um, we are getting really cool miniatures in these kill teams as well, which is great. Yeah. I'm really liking that. I have to say, the super person. You know, full of full of personality and character, um, but it is obviously a, an obscene amount of money. And, to be and charged. we are getting new missions as well to refresh the game. Yeah, yeah, and secondaries and what have you. New ways to play the game that are catering towards our competitive style of playing the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So, like, so interesting because I know John's done some comparison to other game systems, and I guess like it's time to bring up, I guess, other game systems. A lot of game systems yeah. don't necessarily run off the model that Games Workshop have, right? Um, because Games Workshop can kind of double dip. Uh, if yeah. you're if you're playing a computer game, uh, you would have games where uh, you would buy a season pass, which I guess is similar to a season pass. Uh, they generally yeah. don't run, tend to run around 110 pounds. They're usually cheaper. Um, if you weren't buying a season pass for a game, uh, and instead you were going along kind of a loot box style uh, system where you wanted to buy skins and or something else, I mean that's really down to your ability to control yourself. So. A lot, a lot more than 110 pounds. Sorry, sorry. Nah. <laughs> uh, it really depends on who you are. Sorry for personally attacking you there. I like my fashion, okay. I just um, really like being a unicorn, but with a keytar in the Legends. Mate, I just, I fault. just want my pink, my pink Tarek skin. Leave me alone. Yes, but if you, and then if you compare it to, <laughs> and then if you compare it to uh, a AAA game. Um, let's say something like Baldar's Gate, which I bought um, when it went on. Uh, I think it was in Alpha. I bought it in pre-Alpha um, yeah. as a pre-order. Yeah. Um, I get each major update for free with no additional cost. And if we compare it to something like Total uh, War, Warhammer, um, obviously the DLCs that they produce, they're like seven to eight pounds on top, um, uh, like as a DLC. So DLC kind of changes in price, but generally doesn't tend to hit 110 pounds, which is pretty significant. So... If you want to play fighting games, yeah. you can buy a season pass that will give you all of the characters that released in the year. Season lasts a year. Uh, you can normally expect between four to six characters released in a year uh, amongst whatever game that is, be it Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Dragon Ball Fighters, those kind of games. Mm -hmm. uh, and they normally charge between $20 and $30 for those. So literally all you need to play the game is the base game, which after the first year of release, you know, they obviously sell on 
massive discount. Uh, and then those season passes for each year. So, um, you know, it's considerably less. Uh, and of course, all the balance patches are free. Um, they're automatically installed and they happen at the same time every year. And they only do a balance patch once a year unless there's an emergency and something clearly doesn't work properly and then they'll patch it out pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, as a comparison to the to the computer game industry, I guess as a uh, or something like Magic the Gathering, I guess it's all the same. Um, it's uh, it feels uh, grossly overcosted, uh, but we're not finished yet because un- no. unlike most of those games, we haven't even yet talked about buying a miniature, which Correct. is the quintessential. <laughs> and we haven't talked about buying paints. And if you play it at home, we haven't yeah. talked about buying terrain. Um, yeah. uh, which is probably why we're one of these. Or oh, if you're not playing at home, a lot of um, a lot of gaming clubs charge, you know, entry fee or membership as well. So you don't yeah, really get around that. Yeah. yeah. And it's not meant to be. And it's not meant to be a complaint about no. price. Mm. What it is for me is like, is it justified? Like, does it make the game better or worse? Does it make it a hundred and ten pounds better? Not unless it fucking sucked me off. Like, there is no so there's way. So there's two lines of argument, right? Right. <laughs> there's two lines of argument, right? You've got, well, the game isn't, you know, the game's an, exp- it's an expensive hobby. You're not obliged to do it, you know, that you know what it's going to cost when you get into it. Any any kid that walks into a games workshop store and sees one, one HQ for £25 or a box of three Space Marines for £35, they are going to get an idea very quickly that it's a very expensive hobby and you yes. don't have to do it. My issue is that charging people that are already in the hobby this amount of money to continue to be part of the hobby feels like grifting. Um, yeah, good point. Yeah. It feels like you're squeezing. The reason why I specifically feel strongly about this, right, because the time that we're in at the moment, Games Workshop is making record profits. They're making record revenue. Um, one of the reasons why they're doing that is they're driving a lot of the retail to their own online website, mm-hmm. which obviously optimizes the amount of profit they receive for sales that are already going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we are going through an unprecedented boom in the public awareness of this hobby. And to charge people that are already into it more so that you can make even more from the existing player base rather than putting actual effort and resources and some of those record profits into some fucking marketing or PR, you know, with people that had, you know, like we, like, like we saw with that interview uh, with the Witcher cast, um, you know, Cavill starts talking about custodes and then my guy says, just assume anything nerdy that I'm talking about, I've been doing for 30 years. Like, mm. and it's the same with me, you know, like I've had a DJ career for however long I've done this, that and the other, but I've loved games workshop since 1993 when I was 12 years old. So like it far outstrips that. And they don't do anything to try and actively court a larger player base it's really really weird that they would like to grift more profit from the player base that they have already than actively go out there and attract a new player base 
through any means of you know doing that and we both know that those wwe people that came around the the lenten hq the other month that wasn't because the marketing department thought you know that would be good this this girl shana basler has been uh, wrestling in a dark angels themed outfit for the last couple of weeks let's invite no it wasn't that was it it wasn't the company that did that so yeah it's really really weird and logan's 40 not 41 by the way oh gosh and it does it does it's such a uh, an easy kind of barricade they're putting up immediately for anyone that's less than fervently kind of obsessed with going to a tournament every couple of weeks and buying every book anyone less than that this is giving them an excuse to go you know what i fancy trying something else for a change just because it's it's literally just putting up a barricade saying you don't need to play this because financially you go and is, it, is there that value? Do I want to do this or can I just go and look at the alternatives? But it's not about price, i.e. it's too expensive, which is a fair conversation and I think it is, right? Yeah. But Logan's point is absolutely excellent, right? It's about what are you giving me for my money? You Very want £110 <laughs> off me. You need to fucking work. Same way that guy in the kebab shop, when he wants to put stick cheese on my kebab, he's got to sell me that cheese for another 50p or a quid. Yeah, like he's got to work. Like you're a salesman. What are you pitching me for £110 in this economy? What are you telling me I'm going to get for £110? Like, and it's like, well, we're going to give you missions. Well, you need me to have missions to play the game, you fucking knob. Like, like uh, are we going to give you new secondaries? You need me to have secondaries so the game's fun. Fuck off. Like, what are you giving me different to what I didn't need to play your game with your miniatures compared to last <laughs> week? Last week. And yeah, yeah, the things they're selling us. Yeah. <laughs> the things they're selling us here in chapter approved are all things that they should be giving to an audience to retain their playership because that's what video games do. Um, if I play a game and i enjoy it for the couple of months after i buy it i'm not going to keep going back and playing the same game over and over and over and over again it needs to change it needs to update it needs new raids quests whatever it and and every video games company does that um if they want your if they want your continued um custom uh, for games as a service if all they were doing is shot in a one-off game that you complete and then put it away then sure that makes sense because then the next you're selling the next iteration of the game afterwards but it's ga- effectively 40k is a game as a service because they want us spending money throughout the year they want us spending money over a period of years and things that encourage us to carry on playing the games because as you said to physically play the game it's not like once I've bought 40k box set, I can play the game forever without spending any more money. I need to buy codex. I need to buy min- more miniatures to, br- to build an army. I'm good. If I'm playing the game, I'm going to spend that money. You're going to get my money. Don't you worry. If I'm into it, you're going to get my money. Charging me for points updates, charging me for mission updates is very, leaves a very sour taste for, for me personally. I love the idea of that they should be spending the money instead of taking it from their existing player base. They should be trying to get more players. I, I, I deeply agree with that. I think that I, I 100% agree with the point that someone made in the chat that acquiring new players is expensive, right? But you have one of the most famous, well-loved nerds in the pla- on the planet 
for the last six months has been going on every single TV show for free that he goes on yeah. Yeah. and talking about how much he loves the hobby. Do you have any idea how much you would have to pay someone like Henry Cavill to do that? Well, and then off it's the back with, of that, they, haven't, the back they of that. haven't even given him. Oh, never mind. I was going to say they haven't even given him a, a museum tour of Nick Bain yet. Like, <laughs> well, but listen to this. Like, oh. off the back of maybe one of the largest Marvel pay for that fucking media tour, right? They pay yeah. for them. They're like, okay, you're going on this show. We booked you on that show. We booked you on that show. They pay for that, right? You've got Spider Man, yeah. like Phil Spider Man, yeah, in those fucking talk shows saying, I'd like to play Henry Cavill. Like, you've got the launch of The Witch, you've got the launch of Spider-Man. In the same month, these guys are on the talk show. Literally, every eye is on them in the world. They're like, let's talk about Warhammer. Free shit, right? It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Anyway, uh, John, you want, you had other stuff uh, as well. So I've like... got a few comparisons. Please. So the closest two games... Are you going to offer a bunch of cool games? Nice. No, so Bolt Action mm -hmm. is a game by Warlord Games, basically XGW, guys, so it follows a very similar pattern. To buy their core book, 30 quid. But the important thing is it includes all the army lists for just... If you want to play Germans or the Allies, it's in there. Like, so you buy that 30 quid book, Lord you can the Rings. play. Lord of the Rings is the like, same thing, right? No, it's got a separate book for the armies. But yeah. it's two big army books and then you're done. But this yeah. way, like, say, third edition 40k, that's probably written by the same guys that do bolt action, you can buy one book and then your models work. Get some okay. dice, done. Okay, Simple. and how do you know how often they happen to update that? Or is that not? Uh, the company's existed for about ten years, I think, and it's on second edition. Okay, wow. So, right. not it doesn't need to be. And then when they do update it, you get an optional army book, which goes into further detail, which is twenty quid. Then they do campaign books, but when I looked at the details to these, they're nowhere near like these Warzone books. You end up with basically an entire campaign of missions, so like chapter approved. Mm -hmm. Multiple new armies. So when they release a new army range, they put it into here before it gets its own book. So these things actually look like they actually had the justification to exist as a book, mm -hmm. rather than like here's a bit of fluff, here's one army renown, and here's some crusade relics that no one knows they're even there. It feel those feel at least like a, an actual book that's kind of justifiable. Um, then kind of if, if <laughs> which is just bonkers. And then if you want yeah, to look I mean, at games, remember what... Book of Rust. How many pages of rules were there in Book of Rust? I can't I, even see I, it on my book. Well, it's so thin. Two. I used two. That, that was 35 pounds. 35 pages of rules. It's just not... So how, so, like how, Neil says, how much is that money-wise? Oh, yeah, like Neil in the chat. Like, honestly, I think producing a book, like, I, I bet adding a few pages costs more, but like the difference <laughs> between 35... Oh, that was, it's almost three pound a page of rules. I mean, can we remember that GW put a bookmark in specifically the campaign book so you could find the two pages he'd actually use? <laughs> Appreciate that. Very uh, self-aware. <laughs> very self-aware. Uh, hey, to first-time chat, Space Crusaders, do you think they're trying to push current players into trying their smaller specialist games? Uh, no, there's zero way that that's, that's the level of smart. Well, they but are actually continue, easier prospect. Okay. So, Age of Sigmar, similar sort of problem to 40k. So the smaller games, that. Age of Sigmar. No, well. so I'm just skipping that because that, that is basically 40k's problem is the same problem for, for Age of Sigmar, Correct. I think. Correct. But Kill Team, 30 quid for the rules to then have them tape measures. If you're literally playing it, if you're going in naively and not realizing that, that you could just use a normal tape measure, to get that on the counters is another 20 quid. Yeah. Then if you want to use your existing 40k models or anything that's not a Kill Team box sets things, 30 quid. And then the cards for doing the actual tactics in the game, 
another 12 quid. So, so that ends so up being 92 quid just yeah. to play so the game. Specifically on this, I was trying to learn how, how to get into Kill Team this um, this week, because yeah. I was meant yeah. to go into an event. Uh, and I found the Kill Team Essentials collection, and they don't even shy away from it. They literally just offer yeah. you everything you need to play the game for £92. Yeah. One-click bundle, order now. Yeah. Do I really need or, the tacker cards? Or oh, yeah, apparently find someone too. selling the Octarius box set, and it has everything but the compendium in it, plus the two new things, plus the terrain, which, if you're playing Kill Team... That's all the terrain you ever could need. Well, you need the barricades, apparently, right? Yeah, the barricades are in the essentials kit. Okay, cool. I don't so know that, what a barricade not... is, apart from. So you get so to I'm put down so I'm 92... three of them each. So I'm ninety-two pounds in for for yeah, playing kill team. Or you buy a model. Or you buy Octarius yeah. for hundred twenty-five. Okay, uh, but I still need the minis. But if you buy Octarius, you get two um, kill, kill teams. teams. Okay. So that's a way of it being a game in a box. So that's as close as Games Watch, I think, really do outside of Underworlds, but we're not going to be... I've not even done the research on Underworlds. No, no one cares. No one cares. No one cares about Underworlds. Warcry's similar. It's mm-hmm. 25 quid for the rule book, and that doesn't have any of the faction rules. The faction rules for Grand Alliances are 10 to 15 quid, depending on which sub, uh, which uh, Grand Alliance. The difference with this for Games Workshop is if you buy a um, Warcry Warband, you get cards for all of your miniatures. So if you've already got the rule book, you buy the figures, you get the rules for them, which is quite unique for Games Workshop. Okay. Mm. All right. And nice. not just like a, a weird kind of cryptic, this symbol for this uh, attack and stuff like that. It's actual printed cards that you play the game with. Okay. Um, and then going outside of Games Workshop, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yep. If you're playing that, recommended retail price in 99.99 or 85 quid everywhere, you get essentially the box game that right. has the rulers, tape measure, uh, the dice, and enough for two people to play, and the rules. But more importantly, their rules are a free PDF online. Yes, cool. and their latest balance update, not to stand them too hard, but their latest balance update yeah. was completely free online. Uh, and then, yeah. because that changed, when you get car- rule cards with yeah, your purchase... Each figure comes with them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so you buy, like, you buy a box, it's got two minis in, um, you take the rule cards out uh, because they've updated them, therefore making those other ones are invalid. They've po- posted free cards online for you to download and print yourself to replace them. Exactly. Yeah. And then touching on because it's the same company as Asma Day, St- uh, Star Wars Legion is similar, slightly more expensive set. It's hundred nineteen ninety nine, but that's the same. It's kind of the skirmish level, all in a box. If you want to do it separately, the rules are free online. The special custom rulers and the dice are twenty quid and seventeen ninety nine. So essentially, if you bought some of the figures, you could spend forty quid to get the fancy contraptions, and then you're playing the game. So again, another cheaper option, just as that kind of level of entry. It's, it's quite bizarre, like the fact that most of these companies offer their rules for free as a PDF as a way of encouraging you, rather than being an obstacle. So to me, like if you're a kid wanting to get into forty k. Not being able to just get the rules and have a browse of them seems really quite short kind mate, of sighted. Even if you can even if you can afford the rules, mate, being a kid getting into forty K and actually writing an army list that's legal must be That's mate, like a that's like a college degree. Like it's ridiculous. Mate, ridiculous. being a being being a professional coaching service writing a uh, list for forty K isn't the fucking easiest either. <laughs> but it's such it's such a difference between companies on how they approach getting people into the game and that was the thing i learned from this was like just putting a pdf of like the core rules isn't enough for 40k they celebrated that a lot in eighth edition but 
did anyone actually bother is it worth reading does it actually mean you can play the game no yeah yeah it's uh it, it, interesting john thanks for doing the research that's really that's interesting right. tom has it made if you had any thoughts about any of that just listening to it kind of like you know a numbers as a numbers game what are your thoughts i just i just want more people to be able to access and play the game man that's all it is like same but i don't really have anything else to say you know mm. i want to talk about a real gun now Right. Well, I, I think there's still some a bit more, but sure. Yeah, uh, Logan, you got any thoughts? <laughs> uh, no, no, I think I've rambled on enough uh, about this subject. So all right. let's talk one about real guns. Point, if that's yeah. all right. Yeah, please. So to me, this gives me a slight hope about the so the way they're approaching this of doing these quite quick uh, changes. At the moment, we're basically waiting an extra month for two codexes that they announced, and then had to say sorry, we're delaying them. Those two, to me, signposts, if they're not really fucking up, they've done something to fix that. Because at the moment, no one's buying figures for those two armies because they're holding out, waiting for the books. So right. if they're not fixing that as a problem, they're going to be crippling their own sales, potentially, right? Because at the moment, they're not able to release codexes and no, like, say, this is going to be out next month. So they're going to have to have done something like local printing to fix that problem. Because at the moment, they make a lot of money out of selling books. But they're not selling books. I think they actually make more money out of selling books. I don't obviously yeah. have any information on that. But the, the markup a... on a book is crazy, crazy, crazy. What, compared to the minis, they they must be paying it, pennies for the minis. It's something stupid like pence for a sprue, but it's similar sort of thing for the books. But you can just, I think, because of the, I suppose even with the cost of actually the the molds and stuff, it's still probably cheaper for the books, isn't it? Uh, for the molds still. Books know. are still probably more expensive. So I don't get why they have such a hard on for it. Because because it's more money. Once you own and the mini, time. you don't have to go back. Like, you yeah. can you can get 30 quid out of a Blood Angels player every three months. Uh, not three months, sorry. No, not every three. two years. Because you have the Space Marine book and the Blood Angels book. So you can get them out of every two years. And then if they're a, a player and they want the chapter approved, you're going to get now another £60 a month. Mm. Uh, sorry, a year like so I, but i and i and you have to refill them my last point i'm sorry just this is the last point <laughs> the yeah. only point i really really was super invested in anyway because you think you've all made, made great points is and again i think it's in, in in the modern age especially someone who streams which uses up a fun fuck ton of electricity i really don't see how it's environmentally conscious in any way shape or form like no. i like i don't get it i like i like i it, is that not a an element i know they sell plastic so maybe well, maybe it's like give a fuck like we also we sell flamethrowers and we also sell like fucking poison for grass like it doesn't matter but like does, is no one concerned at all about the volume of paper that they're using like is that it's not an issue much, to be fair, grand scheme of things. you don't think mm. i think it's going to do more harm than good things. it's not that much it's, it's going to kill a none it's going to it's going to really uh, suffer for their their actual um, distribution chain as well because if you got your they've spoken to all these toy shops got them all stocking this stuff and if a book's only got six months shelf life maximum they're not going to buy it they're not going to sit with it on the shelf because if it's dead stock to them they're not going to take that risk mm. and then mm. people are not going to be able to buy from those shops and then maybe that's their intention they're just trying to force it so that everyone goes direct. All right, final point, and I just want to, because Jesse Pauls <laughs> and Tom Whitbrook have made it in the chat. Obviously, this actually only nice. really, we only get all of this because uh, they have internal P&Ls. So the Books and Box Manager needs to sell more books la this year than he did last year 
so in no way is it good for the state of the game in my opinion it's just because one person needs to sell more books than they did last year it's that simple that easy in my opinion of course uh like same way they make more minis which is why you end up with whatever the fuck underworlds is um <laughs> A mess, a mistake. <laughs> Speaking of which, can we talk about how much paper Underworld's ruins with its cards? Dude, yeah. dude. Disgusting. Fucking Honestly. get it in the bin. Let's go. Right, okay. <laughs> the final piece of news, because the chat seems thirsty for it, is railguns. Railguns, railguns, railguns. Nobody is safe from the awesome power of the Tower Empire's new improved railgun. Everybody's safe from this pile of crap, boys. Okay, so. You've got uh, Sammy to hit me. So the railgun. Here we go. Uh, 14, strength 14, 72 inch, heavy one, AP6. Damage D3 plus Unreasonable, six. of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, AP6, unreasonable. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you, uh, if you wound the model, you do an automatic three mortal wounds. Uh, and then there's some other shit as well. Uh, <laughs> like, <sighs> plus six damage is the other shit. All right. So before how Tom is, goes how on, how long one, is a forty k board now? Is it seventy two inches long? No, it's I think not it's sixty long. inches. Even at diagonals, it's Skivo, This weapon is the uh, epitome of just paying for stuff you're not going to use. Why are you using AP minus six, and why do you need seventy two inch range? Yeah, <laughs> it's because there's going to be minus to range and minus to AP things got... in the new chaos book, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No extra wound, though, of course. You also don't get invun <laughs> saves from it. So, listen, before Tom, before Tom goes on one, because I feel he's got a sentence in here, Logan, what are your thoughts? Um, they've tried to write a rule that is unique and interesting, so I'll give them credit for that, because um, the railgun was always the, you know, it was the first strength 10 AP1 gun in, is it fifth? I want to say fifth. Hmm. Um, and minus one. Yep. yeah, yeah. Or AP1 or yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't get any any armor saves at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's the first, it's, it's, it's always meant to be um, a ridiculous one shot weapon. And I think that if we look at how the game is at the moment, low volume of shots, but huge amount of damage weapons are generally pretty shit. Correct. Um, everyone yes. wants to take high volume, high strength, decent AP, either damage one or three, basically. Um, so a one-off shot, unless you can put a lot of them out, you know, be it like a unit of, not that they're relevant anymore, but um, admec chickens with a ton of las cannon shots, for example. That was good because um, you could spam the fuck out of them. It wasn't just one las cannon. But no one's taken, you know, if, if you had to basically, if you had to pay for a dark lance on a radar, no one is paying for a dark lance on a radar. Um, Tom so <laughs> the way that they've written this, I mean, look, if you if you could get ten points off the cost of a radar by yeah, using sure. a dark lance, <laughs> yeah. everyone is taking that fucking yeah, thing agreed. off the list. Agreed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, <clears throat> so um, the way they've written this is is really cool. The way that it works is really shit. Um, now, having one of them on a, on a hammerhead is not a problem. And like I think Neil was talking about knights, we'll just take your Questorius knight, move 24 inches or whatever the fuck it is and base the thing, and then it can't shoot, and then you're fucked. Um, It'd be hitting on a minus one because it's a heavy weapon, right, on a vehicle. So it's still doing um, to the knight it's in combat with. No, you'd be, you'd be trapped, wouldn't you? 
because they're only toughness seven, the three plus save. Um, so yeah, true enough, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but basically, basically the sky is not falling from the hammerhead. My issue is the mechanic of AP minus six doing mortals to on wound and ignoring invulns because this thing seems to me like it will be a railgun mechanic. Now, if you can put this on broadside units, then I'm concerned. Um, yeah. Because if you can get, because uh, as Tom said, the range is irrelevant because who gives a fuck? You know, 72 inches, you don't need a 72 inch range, you need 36. 48 will do you 36, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I don't need that much, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> having one shot, not really concerning people are talking about taking two with long strike three with long strike whatever um they're going to get blown up if you don't go first anyway so see you later um if this is a mechanic that goes across the different types of um railgun weapons then i'm concerned as it is as it is i don't worry about this unit specifically i worry about the rule that it has or the the seven rules that it has i i agree with that and before tom jumps in because i'd like to just finish that off logan as you know they're not the most creative people in the world so what really concerns me is that this exact same rule is on something i don't know like a fucking wraith knight or something similar right where they're like mm. so but this then... is close to bringing back d weapons as yeah. you can possibly get right yeah you've got it you've got it this rules writing Take feels like this rules writing feels like thirteen-year-old boys playing superheroes in the playground. Oh well, your gun does that. Well, my gun is strength fourteen. It re-rolls its shot. It hits on threes with probably plus one with a marker light. Oh, and if it wounds you on twos because it wounds everything that's not toughness eight on twos in the game, uh, it does three mortals to you on top of d six plus three wounds, and you don't get a save, and you don't get an invulnerable save. No take backs, and it's <laughs> yeah. It just seems like seems like teenagers in the in the playground. It's really it doesn't weird. kill Gazgol though, does it? Yeah, no, uh, or or Catan doesn't kill a Catan, and that's what they're doing. Tom, what are your thoughts on this? All right, uh, I'm just going to kind of skip past a lot of that because I had something planned out for this. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. Um, and I, now I go to find uh, certain Twitter accounts. I can't find them because I don't know how to spell. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, good. good well, that's it. We'll find this later. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is a little bit about the community reaction because this thing dropped and uh, everyone went mental. Okay, um, everyone went kind of berserk about this. Like, oh, this is you know so powerful and what have you. Everyone getting very very excited. I found this Twitter account. Okay, yeah. And about 15 minutes out of this dropped, I tweeted saying, uh, I think it's hilarious banter weapon, and I don't think you'll see it too much. I think the opportunity cost is too high. Um, we also saw. Um, Ben Bailey came out and tweeted about it uh, and was telling, and I'm definitely not salty that his tweet got more uh, traction than mine, by the way, but uh, I'm definitely salty about that. <laughs> you, you um, so his, his point was that people need to calm themselves because it's only one shot. It might it might do like one shot of rice. It might one shot a night. I don't think it can one shot a rice mathematically, actually. I think it's I think it's impossible to do because rice's are 14 wins, right? But yeah. anyway, never mind. Um, so One shot of right. on two plus, which is what yeah. I'm concerned about. Yeah, mm. I bet you are. Um, so he, he's right that people do need to calm down, but he's right for the wrong reasons. Um, he's talking about how it's it's quite unreliable and it's it's one thing. Well, 
I think over the last few years, Games Workshop have, have demonstrated that they love slapping on the I'm going to make this quite reliable to hit mechanic quite a lot to the point where that's not really something that we that's reassuring. Um, mm. When we're looking at uh, every single book having a one model in this unit can reroll one to hit roll or one to wound roll mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. And you're looking at something like a, a railgun, which is going to be on uh, units of one or units of three at most, you start to get a bit more reliability. And if that was to then appear in the Tau Codex, uh, then you might be having a problem. If you scroll down a little bit in the article, Rob, I believe not the sub munition strap. The, there's another point in here Target which makes it more accurate. The targeting yeah. array. So every time you shoot, you can reroll one hit roll, resolving its attacks. Mm. It's already there. It's already there. So contextually, talking about its reliability isn't necessarily the reason why that's correct. Uh, what I want to talk about a little bit more is the opportunity cost. So that is an internal balance issue, why you might want to take other things over the railgun. So let's look a little bit about uh, where the railgun can be taken. It can be taken on hammerheads, and it can be taken on broadsides. Um, By how the many way, points uh, broad, a broadside with a, a railgun, one of my favorite models. Love it. There you go, the guitar one. Yeah, yeah. Fucking rad. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so rad. It's all right. So let's look at this. Obviously, it's, a, it's a, quite a powerful one-shot gun. Um, if I'm taking it, I'm taking it, let's say, on, on unless I'm taking it on a long strike, that might be 180 points. Let's say I'm just spitballing. I have no idea how much it costs. The chat can probably correct me, although I have hidden them. So it's I don't a different, get it. It's a different weapon, by the way. Yeah, it's a different weapon on the uh, broadsides, but let's, for the sake of argument, say they give it to the, uh, the broadsides just because it's a worst case scenario for us, right? For this weapon. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you take, let's say, how, let's say you're taking one at like 90 points a model there, right? Um, let's say I want to spam them. What would my list look like? Well, let's say I've taken three hammerheads and long strike, which uh, Ennis has already uh, suggested as, a, as an option. I'm now spending about 100 and 600 points minimum for that in my army. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say I'm playing against something that this is very, very good into. Let's say I'm playing against Drakari, uh, full of raiders. Well, I'm going to blow up a bunch of raiders, and now I've got 1,400 points left of, of models to remove everything else. I'm also taking up heavy support slots, which make it much harder, theoretically, for me to get smart missile systems into my army to dig those units out of the thing. Uh, out of the buildings uh, let's say well when people say well they can just they're quite good at killing hordes well let's actually have a look at that you've got the submunition strat which is a maximum of eight more wounds and you're firing it at uh, bigger units having more impact well if i'm units of five everywhere it doesn't necessarily matter as much uh, let's say i don't fire it with that if i have a railgun profile i do one wound and then three mortals to me well i've still got an invulnerable save against the first one and then i lose a maximum of four models anyway right so if i start to spam these models um it puts you into a situation where you're going to have issues against other things because you're not able to take as much of the traditional Tau Horde clearing ability and the numerous shots that you like to take in this game. When 8th edition dropped and we saw the new um, wound chart, it was very clear that taking lots of shots, uh, low-quality shots, would be better than taking one high-quality shot, specifically how the game works, because it's very difficult for you to wound on sixes. So... In that case, it's probably not worth taking loads of these. Um, in addition, if I were to take loads of them, let's have a look at the matchups that we could be playing against. Let's talk about <laughs> We've already been through Drakari. Well, Drakari aren't necessarily uh, a faction where they have no answer to this themselves. You don't have to take the Raiders. We've seen Venoms popping up all over the place. Um, the Talos, maybe they cause you an issue, but at the same time, you have access to a transhuman there as well. So it's not necessarily you know, a massive problem, although it can be a problem. And regardless, you're still getting a maximum of, let's say, three squads of broadsides and then three hammerheads and long strike in there well you've got absolutely nothing else if you do that you've spent far too many points um you can pivot towards events you can pivot towards rack hordes you can still get around that now let's have a look at other builds that are around orc buggies maybe you cause that an issue too but at the same time 
there's a lot of buggies you're probably not going to kill them fast enough let's have a look at yes another great match they're hiding behind a fucking yeah, exactly. building there you go there you go the dense terrain doesn't help you either especially with moving those big things around uh let's have a talk about beast uh, boss on squigger boss though Fuck. You, you would kill that yeah. yeah let's even talk about knights well the big knights yeah it might cause you an issue if you take loads of those but firstly that's a very rare matchup you're not going to an event saying i'm going to build a list that just beats knights you're going to go in looking to play you know, other things as well, and stacking heavily on railguns doesn't necessarily help you. But let's take a look at Armagus. You don't one-shot an Armagus with this gun. You do a maximum of 12 wounds. Still living on two wounds, mate. You've still got to remove it. So you're not going to guarantee kill these things, and then you're popping out, and then you might get shot back at, which is which is another issue with these things. Now, do I? does that mean I don't think that you see these at all? Absolutely not. I think that these could have a place, and I think the best comparison we can look at is the shock attack gun for Relic for Orcs in 2018, where you just have one, it becomes like a swing piece, and then it was it was cheap enough that it was able to do a job for you. And also it was incredibly point sufficient for what it did anyway. It was very, very good at it. Um, I could see someone taking one broadside with a railgun, if this was on it, uh, or just taking long strike, and then just floating it around, and then using it as just a piece that can float up and pretty decently have a good shot at just killing one big vehicle if it needed to, right? Only if it's point sufficient, though, and only if you have luxury points. Here's another example. Um, my Vakari list had the two Void Raven bombers in it, right? They did a job for me, and they were good. But I could only include them because the rest of my army was cheap enough for me to have the points to include that to then do that role. If the rest of the Tau army is so cheap that you can include the core that is allowing you to pressure with multiple shots into the center of the board, then maybe you can start to include one of these. Um, do I see a spam railgun list doing well? No, because I think it just badly into lots of other matchups that taking it doesn't necessarily like, give you better matchups back right and i think a lot of factions have ways to pivot around that if people did start building that way anyway um so if the rest of the book is cheap enough i think you can see one appearing uh but if you if it isn't then i don't think you'll see them at all and i think that railguns fan lists uh wouldn't do particularly well into too many matchups and would hamstring you more than they would help and that's what i mean by the opportunity cost if you take loads of these, you're making yourself worse into lots of matchups, but not making yourself better into enough. Well, I think one of the interesting elements here um, mm. is that uh, it, it is how much of a I mean, how much of a, a shitstorm it caused. I think it's fun. I think that's oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. I think that's a, a great adventure. I did say previously though that, uh, and like Logan has pointed out, um, they're obsessed with the rules. So once they see a rule. You see that rule again and again. So uh, mm -hmm. the do mortal yeah. wounds on six, or do the mortal wounds onto wound, maybe also ignore invun saves, might just be a rail gun uh, only thing. For those for those pathfinder squads that have one rail gun, they might have that those mechanics. You never know. Exactly, and also it feels like yes, maybe they showcase maybe they showcase the one spicy rule from the whole book, but maybe they didn't. And of course, until the book comes out, we don't know. But it would. Make I have to say yeah, that whoever whoever was responsible for picking that rule to put on that article definitely needs to get a free lunch in the canteen. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant pick, wasn't it? Like, like got everyone great, great work. What bad news were they trying to bury? That's the question. Oh, you think they were trying to bury something with this? That's interesting. That's a hot take. Uh, I would say, yeah. <laughs> also, also, we're assuming that uh, the. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Like, uh, I like so the, the memes. The, the thing about the, the thing about the, the rail gun on the handmaid, probably with long strike, because you just with something like this, you're gonna you're gonna invest in the reliability. So it's probably gonna be yeah. long strike if 100%. he's reasonably if he's a reasonably 
cost-effective upgrade. Um, and that is that the opportunity cost is very high, but also you use it in the same way that people would be using um, a retributor squad now, wherein it hides somewhere mm-hmm. behind a wall next to a fire lane that you absolutely cannot put your single model with lots of wounds mm-hmm. yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And it basically controls that part. That that lane of the board, Longstrike mm-hmm. owns that lane of the board. Um, and that's worth it. If you're spending 200 points to just shut off a lane of the board mm-hmm. with an army that's based around stopping you rushing them mm-hmm. because they don't want you anywhere near them, I think that's a great investment. Um, yeah, you know, it'd be interesting to see how the rest of it are. We going to see, you know, a bajillion cyclic ion cannons again because we want lots of strength six, strength seven, high volume shots out there. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Is is tau plasma, plasma going to suddenly be good again? Um, it's a very interesting one. I'm very interested to see whether whether the troops are any good because the I, big problem with tau is they couldn't play the fucking missions, could yeah. they? They were shit no, at holding no. objectives. Um, no one's no one's trying to take Kroot. Um, I think Breachers were the go-to for a lot of people, and they've kind of they seem to have made it a bit better um, mm-hmm. with their range rules, um, like yeah. shotgun-style rules. Um, it's an interesting one. I want to see that they're, they're obviously they're obviously piling in a ton of mechanics into this book yeah. um, to make them viable. Um, and the problem is with an archetype that is so skewed as Tau it's very difficult to balance the we just want to shoot you to death uh, yeah i have right. one I, so go on. a couple of things so firstly i think the uh we can talk about retributor this is a long strike comparison uh, i think long strike is a, a lot weaker at it but i don't think it's necessarily important because i want I'm more I, i'm more interested in talking about the the archetype for tower i don't think it has to be codex gun every time I, I, you're 100 right it is horrific to balance i wish it a, wouldn't be yeah that was the worst in seventh wasn't it I well i mean bouncy bouncy very mobile like yeah playing like a playing like special forces like jumping yeah. and bouncing around and yeah, doing, i'll take this 100%. and shoot it and then move away and, blah, 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 and fire yeah. lanes and that sort of stuff yeah skip more skirmishy yeah 100 so jump shoot jump it should be jump shoot jump the book is what it should be yeah so with tower the numbers are too high and they kill everyone if the numbers are too low and tower useless well I, that's, I, that's I have a, balance I, issue you have i have a follow-up they don't have to be like that could can, can i just finish this very quickly yeah, 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 sure. right. um it doesn't have to be like that because you have the entire law is about assimilating all these different like factions and cultures into your kind of empire. So why is it all the same? I understand that we've got a narrow, narrow idea of how society and, and, and warfare should work, but at the same time, you've got access to things like crew and you've got access to things like Vespid and you've got all these limitless potential for because... all these assimilated cultures because of how the law works. Why can't... <laughs> so why, why is it all doing the same thing? You could create... <laughs> Something really, really cool with Tau, but I mean, it looks like all, once again we're going to end up with Codex Gun as well, it stands. I, I all got, that, all got, that flavor's been put into the Crusade rules, Tom. I got, I got, I got a point to make about this, uh, and then we'll kind of like wrap it up. Toucan Kenny, yeah, thanks sure. for resubscribing. Is actually, I don't think the idea that it's uh, Codex Gun is actually bad. Like, uh, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. This is going to be spicy. I'm ready for this. Oh uh, no, I don't think it's that spicy. I just think I think I think it's just a, like a, a matter of perspective. Like if there's one faction, like in Age Sigma, there's a faction that's a gun faction. It's a KO, right? Mm-hmm. It's about it's a it's a middling book because it doesn't do combat well at all. Very much like the Tau have never done combat particularly well ever, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so 
my thoughts are, and thank you to Trendy Love for donating five gift subscriptions. You are the Trendy Love. Uh, big love to you. Um, uh, because with in previous iterations of the game, we really didn't have good enough terrain, I feel. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I really don't think we did. We didn't give the options to... Um, uh, we didn't give the options, basically, for Codex Gone not to be better than other books because we didn't really produce the terrain or we didn't really have a level, play a level playing field so that the guns actually were... Like, you know, you just said 72-inch gun. Like, what's the point? Like, maybe I want 48-inch. But do you even... Like, are you desperate for 48-inch? Or are you, like, happy... Like, if it's not ignoring line of sight, do you care that it's 48-inch? you more interested in 36? Would you prefer, like, it being faster... Like Tau will obviously be, they'll be fast. Would you prefer that they were faster and able to shoot at more of like a mid to long range, like 24 to 36, than they were ever able to shoot at 72? You don't care, right? Because there's mm -hmm. enough terrain on the board. Like where terrain, where Tau will be an issue is if they have shit tons of ignore line of sight and they are Codex gun, right? Mm -hmm. Like if they're both. Okay, so what did you think of a Nurgle book in iOS when it dropped? I didn't think it was very good because you just walked into the middle and that was the end of the game. You have one. Th you have one thing that you do. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I think a book that promotes one style of play entirely has terrible internal balance. You only ever see ten units at max. I agree, but like that mm -hmm. book, that book also doesn't have any shooting yep. units in it. Like it, like you, like I I, I agree so, with you. I mean, that one win condition is fine and not horrible for everybody else, but the internal balance is crap. Yeah. Yes, the thing because you're naturally just going to then go for the thing that is the most efficient at doing that one style exactly. of play. The, exactly. the, the, the issue the issue is again, which we saw with Drukari and we've seen with Admech before they got um, blown up, is do they have access to rules that negate the counterplay? So um, the the two natural counters to shooting lists are tagging them in combat and terrain blocking fire lanes right if they have access to freely saying fuck you if you try and tag us in combat which we've seen in the the crisis suit rules um it's like fuck you we're going to shoot like monster we're just going to shoot you whilst if you tag us um now if they have a one cp fall back and shoot strat that they can use then we're in trouble um if they have ton of reliable shooting that ignores line of sight so way more than just the few SMS, SMS that yeah. we used to have in which were limited yeah. in how you could take um, them anyway I tried to write some lists it was awful. exactly exactly yeah um, if they have sorry if they have access to a lot more out of line of sight then then it becomes a problem and that is the, that is the problem with having these mono play style archetypes where yep. you know it's either completely fucked and you can't do anything about it is what Drakari were at the very start. They, they, you, you can't stop Drakari being on your turn two. It's not possible. Uh, and thank you. Pull your trousers down. Let's go on to the next the next game. Um, <clears throat> or you have you can't do anything about this army shooting you off the board in two turns. And they're both shit. To be honest with you, shit experiences. They are feel bad experiences. And I hope that we don't have those. So it'd be interesting to see how they balance that, given the amount of attention they seem to have paid to the playtesters, I am a little concerned. Okay, that seems fair. That seems fair. Uh, we won't know until it's out, uh, but I will say, no. <laughs> fucking best drop they've done all year. Fucking... Do you know, 
their um <coughs> their warehouse is going to be really happy because all of their hammerhead kits were still in the seventh Sold edition out. kit because it was the packaging from two <coughs> packaging designs ago has all sold out now. They were sat on so much dead old stock, and it's all sold out. Uh, interesting. Yeah, they sold out of all hammerheads, haven't they? Stuff. It's yeah. all old stock as well. Yeah. Um, uh, listen, we're wrapping the show up, and I just want to do a special <laughs> shout out to the, my three co-hosts, John, Logan, and Tom. Uh, thanks for uh, wading the murky waters of 40k uh, for this year. They are indeed murky. On the uh, the on the Spice Center, although Warcom trying really hard to take our title as the Spice Center for 2022, uh, I see Jim in the chat saying that no, I don't want that. To I be mean, a thing. until they do an App of Year award, I don't think they can uh, they can Wait. touch us. <laughs> it's true. Uh, they will do yeah. one, Tom. Don't worry. <laughs> but give it to Battlescribe as well. I've yeah. just seen. I've just seen that they're still doing combat roster on the website, which is pretty hilarious. Which is what how... even is combat roster? Combat roster <laughs> is building lists via power level. Oh, what's a power even, even narrative gamers don't use it. Let's put it that way. Still on the website. Didn't know that. That's pretty fun. Um, anyway, uh, listen, uh, a special thank you to you three. Chaps, obviously, special thank you to <laughs> all of you, including Ziggy. Thanks for donating 10 gift subscriptions. Once again, can you see my tears? Ziggy! <laughs> That, 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 I, I can hear that down my headphones. Yeah. Um, That's the point. So. That's how it works. Uh, uh, well, I just harass the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, special shout out to the Twitch shout and everyone for joining us for the Spy Center. 2022 is going to be a great year for us. So much. Six-month seasons, loads of new codexes. Uh, <sighs> we're going to have a great time, right? Yes, mate. Well, hopefully I get to see you guys spicy. in person. The nice. Spy no Center way. team at a tournament. Oh, and hopefully days. Logan gets to play a game. The Spice Center team at a tournament yeah. is going to be fucking I'll bring, hot shit. I'll bring these lads for Hammerheads to murder. I'm so custodians. hyped for this. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Bring it. The Spice Boys. That's what we'll call I, ourselves. I'd like to shout out you guys too for distracting <laughs> me from the horror of it is Sheffield Wednesday tonight. Thank you very much. Oh, my uh, pleasure, I think. Uh, you guys. Uh, John, you got any shout outs? Logan, you got any shout outs? I just want to shout out you guys for being so welcoming and embracing me into your hearts and minds uh, and all the lovely people that leave nice comments about me on YouTube. Thank you very much. It's a wonderful community that you've built, Rob, and I've worked so very hard uh, to do that. So it's the only nice comments they post. <laughs> This is the only nice, yeah, the thugs. The thugs yeah. have got you in their heart, Logan. Uh, they really do. Uh, shout out to the Hydro homies. Uh, thanks for an amazing year. Shout out uh, to the wonderful Twitch chat. Uh, thanks for winning uh, chat of the year 2021. I'll get you an award at some point. Uh, and uh, John, you got a shout out? I would like to do a shout out to Nikos, who came out of retirement in the week yes. and did the uh, app of the year awards. So if you guys didn't tune into that, there is a VOD. Um, it will go up on YouTube as well. It, it's it's it, very funny, I think, would be a very understated way of putting it. And that's probably underselling it. it He's so been funny. saving his jokes for a year, so you know it yeah. bangs. Okay. He had, he had an angry fight montage in the woods and everything, and it was he's come out on top. And I just feel inadequate taking his spot at the moment. So Oh, shut up, man. Shout you're doing great. Him. Shout out to John. Uh, <laughs> oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you, Rob. Shout out to Rob. Shut up. Uh, you're all, all great. Right. Thanks for tuning into the Spice Center. Yeah, See right. you guys next week. Guys, <laughs> love. Bye.